Howdy, y'all, and welcome to Liberty Libations number 30, the episode of Technical Problems. <laughs> um, Zane is on a vertical Cheers. cell phone and at Porkfest. Alden's mic is bound to go out in the next few seconds. Um, Nick is the one sharing the screens tonight because Zach couldn't make it. Steve couldn't make it. I lost my computer. It's just a great situation we have going tonight. But thank you for joining this crapshoot. <laughs> Yeah, well, we should go to yeah. our uh, special correspondent on scene at Porkfest from, if I understand right, the degenerate corner. No, th <laughs> this is uh, about as far away from that particular corner as you can get. But uh, yeah, it's uh, tons of background noise. I think some people are playing Jackbox somewhere in the tent by me. There's people driving by in a golf cart. So no, that can't be helped. But uh a lot of really good activities going on here. Um, the line to get in to see RFK Jr. was absolutely insane. He was here uh, delivering a speech uh, this morning. And I, I arrived just in time to wait in the line to get in for like a half an hour and then have the line close like when I was the second next person to get in line. So oh, man. I, I, I had to go to one of their auxiliary tents to, to listen to the a simulcast version of it. But the upside is... Uh, I did not have to go through a metal de detector, and about 20% uh, of the people here, I'd say, are open carrying AR-15s. <laughs> I was going to ask how many guns you tried to sneak in to the <laughs> RFK event. Uh, I, I, I unfortunately did not attempt to sneak in any. I know you're extremely disappointed in me for that. Yes, but... I'm extremely disappointed in you. I didn't Wait. push you to buy your first gun. We, just so we, we couldn't sneak it in. We, we can't make, be making it even easier for the CIA to frame us for assassinating a, a Kennedy. <laughs> that was a really good point. That could have been a... Yeah. I mean, if well, anyone you know, was able to like frame somebody poorly, it would be the CIA at a libertarian event. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Zane, how has it been so far, man? How's, how's Porkfest treating you? So this is the first day I was here. So I'll be here today, tomorrow, and Saturday. And obviously a lot of really good stuff going on. It's essentially the Great Create on steroids. Like imagine uh, the Great Create, but it's people from around the country. And like, uh, I think there are, they said there's like 2,000 people here. So it's, it's essentially libertarian summer camp is the best way that I can <laughs> explain it. Like obviously there are tons of the standard political uh, speeches and talks and all that, but also a lot of other random stuff going on too. Like I spent an hour uh, learning how to box. <laughs> nice. Just one hour. Now you're an expert, huh? Uh, well, if, if I happen to not have my gun, hopefully I can protect myself <laughs> well enough. Where did, uh, did you drive up there from Georgia or did you fly up? And I drove uh, all told it was a 17 or 18 hour. So nice. It, a really beautiful drive, though. Um, I bet. At, at least parts of it. Yeah. I bet, man. You're halfway to halfway to Montana with 17 hours. Oh yeah. No one's going I, to I, Montana. I guess you'd be like, know about long drives. <laughs> nice, man. Well, what uh, what are you planning on doing while you're up there? Like, what are some of the highlights that you're hoping to hit up? Yeah. So there's. Um, a debate tomorrow. It's one of the Soho de uh, forum debates 
between uh, David Friedman and Gene Epstein. This might be getting too wonky, but they're going to be debating over whether or not it's better to uh, try to sell people on libertarianism using um, like consequentialist arguments. So that, uh, leading with the results being better or mm. the philosophical the philosophical argument, you know, it's wrong to hurt people and take their stuff. Gene so Epstein's going to kick his ass. <laughs> Is that what you think, Nick? Yeah. <laughs> Be a little more decisive with that thought. <laughs> hey, I, I just know Gene Epstein. Man, when that guy, I know, I know how Friedman gets with it and, you know, nothing wrong with it or anything, but like, Epstein gets uh brings that emotion to it. Like, uh, did you ever see that debate he had with uh the guy from Jacobin magazine? Yes. And he's basically just screaming at him <laughs> for being so dumb. Yeah, he does. I mean, he does really get into it when he gets in those debates, and it, like if you if they strike a nerve with him, it's uh yeah, you he's better buckle some, up. <laughs> like Alex Jones, like energy at times. <laughs> yeah alden you gotta go if, for those who don't know uh gene gene uh, is associated with the soho forum in new york and uh they put on all sorts of debates that you can go back and watch um and all sorts of just presentations too um they do a lot of really great stuff they give a lot of like good debates to people that normally wouldn't get long-form debates and like oxford style debates and stuff like that so it's pretty cool um soho forum for anybody who cares yeah they had a debate today uh the resolution was that it's easier to convert a heterosexual to homosexuality than convert a non-libertarian to libertarian <laughs> that was kaufman versus who uh matt kibbe was saying the negative on that <laughs> that is hilarious <clears throat> Interesting. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Which one do you think is easier, Zane? <laughs> uh, so I, I guess I'll start by saying that Kaufman won the debate by the rules of the debate, which okay. is the way that the Soho Forum debates works is that you win the debate if you get more, if, you, if your increase in the percentage of people that agree with you from the start right. to the end is higher. So they pull everybody mm on the question at the start of the debate. So either you agree, disagree, or you're undecided. And mm. then they have the debate and then they pull everybody again. And whoever has the larger increase for the amount of votes for their side wins the debate. So, and both before and after more people thought that it was easier to convert somebody to libertarianism, which is what I also think. Uh, but there was the larger increase for, um, Jeremy Kaufman's side. I I guess I would say that because that's the issue with uh that's I the mean, issue with most, with very those few is that people are um born libertarian. Like mm. I feel like most people have like a libertarian origin story um uh, where they were yeah, I, I wouldn't say born, I would say most birth. people it was indoctrinated out of. Mm. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's a good distinction. But it's good. There we go. That's easier. But, uh, but Kaufman, but yeah, um, but that's the issue I have with uh, with Oxford style is that change in the percentage. Like it doesn't control for like if someone is so far one sided. Well, you know? no, it kind of does that, doesn't it? Like it kind of makes it harder to win if you're coming in with a position that a lot of people already agree with. Yeah, the because the percentage. 
would be a lot smaller as an increase. Yeah, yeah but but if, if, like if there's more... not that many undecided and it's a lot one way, then like, you know, you might you might be at 90 percent and you swing two additional percent your way. But then like, you know, the other side. So so the, but the idea behind that is that like if 90 percent of people agree with you at the beginning, you know, like then your arguments are more out in the public eye. You should have the better arguments. It's like a more established argument if most people agree. Right. And if you still you go up, beginning. if you still go up at that, I think that counts for something more than the guy who maybe less people would heard of and uh, still went, maybe still went up. But, um, you know, if you have so many people and you still win people over, that means you're still. You know, well, that just I means know. I, I I don't know. I I, I like it. Like I, I think it allows for um I think it allows for different arguments to be heard. And I think it you have to know your stuff, like you have to be convincing and you have to present everything that you're arguing for, like and I've... you can't phone it in if you're the one arguing for something that is like accepted and like well, by most people. Like um since I don't think it was ever, re- I don't think it was ever released or anything, but uh, back when Tom Woods and Bob Murphy used to do the Contra Cruise, uh, they had a debate, which, you know, they kept secret, which was like over, I think it was about pacifism, since Bob Murphy's a pacifist and Tom, and Tom would hold the standard sort of position. And being that, you know, pacifism such a weird position to hold, you know, overwhelmingly it went one way and then all, you know, it overwhelmingly started one way since everyone's being honest and not trying to game it. And then, you know, it takes what one or two people to swing <laughs> in order to, yeah. you know, it's kind of like, yeah, that's fair. That's I think fair. I, I get the, some of the positives. I don't know exactly on simple rules, how you fix it, whether there's some sort of crazier scheme in, that you could put in place to try to control for some of those variables. Yeah. But, well, anyway, Zane, how's the vibe up there? Like, what? How's everybody feeling? Are there any arguments? Any fights? Any? Everybody getting along? Did COVID break out anywhere yet? Again? <laughs> uh, the vibe is that the entire campground just absolutely stinks of weed. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you expect? Like, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna get a contact high just by walking around. <clears throat> Good. You deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> nice well that's good yeah but uh everyone's you know having a great time here um good you know it's it's really amazing to be around so many other people that think the way that we do because like even, even in georgia like when we did the great create having all those people together how inspiring and motivating that is and mm. and reassuring like imagine that but like times 20 or 30 and it's like no i'm right. not crazy there are plenty of people that think this that's why right. i like those kind of events it's like a concert for a really small fan base band but like political yes 100 percent. yeah yeah that's it, it it helps remind you that you're like you're not alone that other people think like you that like there is hope you know, yeah. There's a lot. There's I'll a lot of people. You, you got a lot of support. <laughs> and just because we're not represented in media or like our families or whatever, our peers in a lot of cases at work or something, 
um, it's, it's, I think, a healthy reminder and refreshing to kind of be around. And I would love to go, honestly, one year. Heck yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I keep saying I'd sure. like to go to Pork Fest, but it always falls like inopportune times. Is it always in New Hampshire or does it move around? It's always it's always at the it's always in New Hampshire, like northern New Hampshire, like the same campground. You can see their mm -hmm. sign in the back, Rogers. It's generally held there. I used to uh, live in New probably Hampshire. the past decade or so. And then uh yeah, I haven't been there, but I'd like to. It just it always it's always like the last week of June or this third week or so. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm already planning like I'm already planning like Bitcoin 2024. I'm thinking about doing since that's in Nashville. That's kind mm. of oh, I'll be hundred percent. Heck yeah, that's all pretty the... easy thing to do. I'll be like two hours away next time. Yeah, no, so. I'm. I thought I was going to go to Miami this this year, but uh, wasn't able to make it, which is unfortunate. But yeah, um, ooh, buddy's got a good point. Southern Pork Fest at Rabbit Eye Farms. Ooh. Isn't that just called the Great Create? I think. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah buddy. I mean, the, the reason that this works is that there's already a huge libertarian infrastructure here because of the Free mm. State Project. One thing right. I didn't realize is that it's been estimated that somewhere around one percent of all people that live in New Hampshire are Free Staters, which is an absolutely crazy proportion of people. Like, that's mm. a proportion of people that, like, I mean, there are a lot of free staters in the New Hampshire House of Representatives already, but that's something mm. that you can actually make some really uh, groundbreaking progress progress with, and I, I think they've got some plans to that effect. So, like, when I mean, are you moving yeah. to New Hampshire? Uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a very good question. I'm uh, sure it was the first question you were asked when you walked in there. Well, I was at a, um, uh, one of the speakers I went to was Carla Garricky. She's been on the Tom Woods show a couple of times, but she's, uh, you know, um, one of the leaders of the Free State Project. And I went to her talk and I mean, obviously she was encouraging people to live in New Hampshire, but she's like to the point where she's seriously thinking about how could we make New Hampshire an independent country and how logistically would it work? Like she was talking about energy sources and like people with different skills it's it's like they're ready to do something big here it's like they've been going for for 20 years and they've made a lot of progress and it seems like they're on the cusp of, of doing something really big hmm. hey zane how about you uh you find us some, do some men on the street interviews live walk out to people and ask them if they want to be on uh the lp georgia pod podcast <laughs> I, I, I can try that dude is there yeah let's do it no, you're braver. You're braver than I am. If you do, yeah, so, you're welcome. So, you're welcome to try, Zion. Let's just see what happens. Go find so, Kaufman, or or find Sarwark. Is he there? Has he been seen? Don't I find Sarwark. I haven't seen him. I'm um kind of in the by the field area, so there's a lot of people playing spike ball here. There's some people building a huge campfire. Also Is it spike protein ball now? <laughs> protein oh. ball. Get a oh, Alden! Goodness gracious! <laughs> I'm well, not, I'm, not, I'm not sure anybody here is really looking to be interviewed. That's fair. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Just find no. the drunkest person you can, or go to the degenerate. <laughs> oh, I, hey, I, the I, gnome I, says I'd to be find Sarwark. Choice if I did that. The gnome <laughs> says find Sarwark. 
Yeah. Find the nakedest person in the degenerate side, if that's a word. Yeah, go to the to the degenerate <laughs> corner. Let's 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 not do any of that. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's try to keep this stream live. Um, let's <laughs> let's uh, not worry worry about you. Any you, of it. you you mean I can't uh, uh, go to where they're doing the nude Olympics? Oh God, are they actually right doing that? That's on the schedule for now <laughs> or sure right tomorrow. Now. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I guess yes, we got to do a special stream. Libertarians are bonus so bonus dumb sometimes. I, I just feel like libertarians think that because we believe in the complete freedom, that means we should do everything. And it's just a bunch of garbage. Well, to, <laughs> like, be, for, to be fair, at least they are physically removed to their own corner to do that. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Although right? I've accidentally walked by there a couple of times. It's really not in a corner. It's kind accidentally. of like, around other stuff but when i was walking by there was no uh funny business going on so i think none of it's funny maybe i just didn't go <laughs> maybe i just didn't go late enough if i go again tonight, you didn't, i would probably find something going on you didn't go digging hard enough <laughs> yeah i'd accidentally find myself well, that, in the olympics you know so there's a limit to the to what investigative journalism i'm willing to do for this show <laughs> Fair enough. I disagree. There's, we should do. You should do more investigative journalism. No, we'll get an actual investigative journalist to do things like this. Zane, you don't have to go crazy with it. Don't listen to anything Nick says. He's not in charge of this. That's not like a motorcycle. Hey, yeah. Oh, <laughs> from my. We should have like a dog. We ride. should have sent Zane up with like a better video setup so he wasn't just from his phone and he could get like. We, we should have sent him a video guy like Jake. Yeah, like a yeah, helmet GoPro kind of a thing. Helmet GoPro. Yeah. We'll just have <laughs> dual cameras, one facing you and one yeah. facing out. Yeah. One facing yeah. the Olympics. Yeah. No <laughs> one's going to be able to say anything. <laughs> All right. Well, so are you are you staying at the campground, Zane, or do you get a hotel or what? No, I, I'm, I'm not really a camper. I'm much too posh for that. <laughs> um, so not surprising. I found a motel about a half an hour away, away that was really the only reasonably priced one that was still available. I didn't realize I was, I was going to be coming until like last week. So, oh, yeah. Gotcha. So, probably hard to find anything. All right. Well, I'm done talking about Pork Fest, Zane. You go enjoy <laughs> yourself, man, unless you want to <laughs> stick around for more. No, I, I uh, would. I'm I'm gonna head out. I yeah, was about yeah. To, Thanks for having me on, man. I was about to say something more insulting, but then I didn't. I didn't know how <laughs> uh, offensive I wanted to be. So, <laughs> fair enough. You can be as offensive as you want. Zay. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, man. Well, thanks for uh, telling us. And about if you it. see Sarwark, don't let him bump into you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Zane. Well, go enjoy Pork Fest, man. That'll be awesome. All right. See ya. Bye. Peace. All right. Was Maj supposed to go to Pork Fest? Was that on the schedule? Um. Yeah. So I have some information on that that I can't release right now, and I'm looking into it further. But there okay. has been a little incident, apparently. Mm. Sweet. Um, All right. Well, let's not talk. We'll get about into that. Then. Yeah. Um, but yes, Mar Maj was supposed to uh, speak at Porkfest, and he is currently indisposed. Gotcha. All right, unable to.
Well, let's Every get to our I first story. Every time I hear indisposed, I just think of taking a poop. That's like, it's the only <laughs> thing I think of. Hey, that's an epic poop if it lasts all weekend, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I got let's the, get I into got, the first yeah. story. You got the link up? Yes. The only story, because we didn't prepare much tonight. No, we didn't. Technical difficulties. It is what it is. All did right, you prepare trivia? I did not prepare trivia. Shut your mouth. I'm on my phone. <laughs> I can't do anything. All right. From the Daily Mail, Amazon shuts down customer smart home for a week after delivery driver claimed he heard racist slur through the ring doorbell. I like that I love that. emphasized claimed, too. I mean, claimed. Claimed. No, no. Come on. I mean, that's that's worth investigating just that word in this on yes. top of everything else. Like, 100 percent. Um, what's, what's really funny is the daily mail included afterwards that even though no one was home, it's like, well, it's a ring doorbell. You don't, you don't have to be home to uh, answer a ring doorbell. So that really doesn't matter whatsatsoever. Oh, right, right. I don't have to forget how it works. Right. But like, this should have been an open and shut case. Like the ring doorbell records (laughs) everything and stores it on Amazon servers. Right. So they should have been like, oh, let's just pull it up and look and see, you know? And we'll double yeah, check and true. spy on everything else you say and do. Yeah, because like don't the only thing that came out of this was that he claimed, do not, yeah. I mean, just whatever you do, don't buy ring doorbells. Like, no, my God. I mean, I, this is, we can talk about this for the rest of the freaking Well, keep in mind because... that uh, also they share. Well, they uh, ring also shares it with the police. Yes. Like Amazon just but it's, gives uh, ring doorbell footage to the cops. When they ask for it, I do know that it's uh, it's not like it's streamed, downloaded every single day by the cops. Like if the cops want it, Amazon will give it to them. So do not do not under any circumstance get Amazon devices like the mere fact. I mean, could it be more 1984? The fact that they somebody claimed something happened. And so Amazon shut down the entirety of their smart home. That, that yeah. includes like Alexa devices. Mm-hmm. Um, it includes like lights, doorbells, um, <clears throat> cameras. All, like Amazon makes so many different things. Um, Part of me oh. feels like that's what someone deserves if they get a smart home. But then on mm-hmm. principle, I don't want this happening to also, anyone. But correct. Keep in mind, uh, the driver who made the delivery was wearing headphones. When he claimed he heard it, so he probably heard it so, through his uh, music. He was probably listening you know? to something. Yeah, he was probably. This listening is turning to into like a my cousin Vinny case. Like, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Interesting. Robert says he has an Alexa, but he runs a proxy cloud substitute. Okay, so if you know enough like to idea. <laughs> to do that, then I guess that's fun. Yeah, if if you're that have to, like, tech savvy. How, yeah. how difficult is that? And you want to teach everyone else how to do that? Mm-hmm. I'm just yeah, yeah, Robert. How there. how uh, how difficult it is is it to do that? Because it'd be nice to take advantage of some of these really cool tools that they do make. Because like, let's be real, an Alexa is awesome. Like those little Echo Dots yeah. are fantastic. But if they're constantly spying on you, there's not a chance in hell I'm getting one. So like, I wonder how hard it is. Like, I'm just, yeah, Robert, how hard is it to do something like that? Like, is it something that you could set up a class and teach it um, in like I one class? Cam and that's like it. Yeah. I don't, I don't mess with okay. anything else. He runs it on a pie. 
It can be run on the cloud. I figured it would be, yeah. Player. Nice. Raspberry Pi is great. But like, at what point? At what point is it a is it a case where the cops just literally have access to the ring doorbells all the time, live streaming? Like, when and when is that? How different yeah. is it if they can get it when they request it anyway? No questions asked anyway. Really, right. the principle. Then, they, then the they at least don't have to like maintain that infrastructure to handle that much video. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. actually probably let, better that they let that Amazon they do it. Who's already doing it for the CIA? Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. But here, I'll take this down because we've already got it. Man, it's crazy what you can do from an iPhone. Um, like I'm running this whole thing right now off an iPhone. The only thing I can't do is trivia, you know, <laughs> <laughs> actually, if I had uploaded trivia earlier, I could be, I could do trivia here too. So that's kind of crazy. That's a nice looking background behind you. Green screen. Green, oh yeah. It's, it's totally green screen. Montana doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. We already established that. I mean, yeah. come on. Come on, said. Can't, doesn't get much better than this. You know, uh, the chair of the Libertarian Party of Georgia is visiting me this week. That's he's cool. probably what he's probably watching right now. Right he's visiting you up there this week. Yeah, him and his wife. Really? Let's hope they don't get attacked by a cougar up there. Yeah. No, like yeah. like we already did. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, did you find one already? Dude, we uh, we had an encounter with a mountain lion yesterday. It came after Penny, my dog, my little dog, um, little 35 pounder, um, came tearing up the, the, over the hill and we, oh, there he is. Boom. Came tearing up over the hill. Everybody froze. It was me, Jared and Amanda. And then my two dogs, the two dogs froze. The humans fr- like all froze, looked at each other. The cat froze when he saw us. I grabbed the rifle, ran towards it. My dogs took off after the mountain lion. It took off down the mountain. I fired a shot. My dog, one of my dogs came back. I shocked my other dog to get her to come back. And everybody ended up uh, back safe. It was nuts. It was crazy. Yeah, so, that's a lot going on. That's how you hunt mountain lions with dogs. You, you let the dogs chase them and tree them. And then you walk up and you just, boom. You're, you're actually not allowed to hunt with dogs up here. Um, because of the really? grizzly situation. Mm. Uh, What's the why? Yeah. What's the rule on that? Uh, you can't hunt with dogs because of grizzlies. I mean, grizzlies will devour your dogs. <laughs> and then so it's to protect you. the dog, like yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, according to what I know, I'm not the most avid hunter. Like these, this is just what I've been told by my neighbor, who is an insane hunter. <laughs> So I, I don't know all the laws there, yeah. yeah. But it was about a 120-pound mountain lion. Um, apparently, they're very low on the scale of, like, attacking humans. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm not really scared for me. But, like, for Penny, who's a 35-pounder, and Echo, who's a 50-pounder, they're they're a little small. So I convinced yeah. my wife we're getting a 120-pound dog. Um, yeah, soon. something to match. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. So I'm excited like about what, that. Like what breed? We're looking at uh, Great Pyrenees, mm-hmm. um, Tibetan Mastiff. I thought you were uh, going to say Mastiff, yeah. Native American, or yeah, Native American Indian dog, um, which is basically a wolf hybrid. Um, oh, the, uh, yeah, I know the, 
there's several different kinds that, that are like half wolf basically but yeah basically i want the biggest most intimidating dog there is even if they're not that scary because <laughs> mm -hmm. like a mountain lion they're smart they're not going to attack something if they think they can get injured like they'll just go after a deer you know instead right but if i've got a big old dog walking around with my two little do smaller dogs i'd feel better um, yeah I feel better. I also tell and my I'm, wife, we just need to adopt a farmer's attitude towards dogs and just be like, you know, what happens will happen. And <laughs> Let dogs suck. be dogs. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> Have a large dog and a large caliber revolver or something. Yeah. I mean, I've got a 10 mil that I carry around with a chest pack. Tens? Tens adequate. I, I've never even shot a 10, honestly. You will in a couple of weeks. I'm excited. Yeah. I've had... Yeah. Uh, 357 is snappy um, nice. and 45, yeah. but never 10. Yeah, 10 oh, mil would, would do the 10 trick. and 45 are good. Oh, yeah, 10 mil with a bare load. Um, it's just straight lead. Like, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. You should see, I have one of the uh, spinning targets. So if you, we shot today, if you shoot it with a nine, it just does ding. Like halfway. This. Yeah. And if you shoot it with a 10, it goes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It was great. We also shot the 4570 today, and oh my god, I'm going to be so sore. You have a 4570? <laughs> huh? You have a 4570? Yeah. I've never shot a 4570. That would be. The I haven't either, but I I won a 4570 though. Yeah. The only government I Yeah, exactly. Lever action Henry. It's beautiful gun, um, but I. It's like, I like it how it is. Like you can get the padded stocks, you know, and you can put sights on it, but man, it just, I like Western style, you know, just like old West lever action is what it is. I love it's going to hurt action. every single time. You have just like <laughs> iron sights on it right now. Or, yeah. yeah. That's all I'm going to put on it. I'm good with those. Dude. I used to be like with even just like a pellet gun as a kid, I used to be really good with the iron sights and you get like really used to it. And I used to shoot oranges out of the trees, like by the stem when I was a kid, because they were growing nice. everywhere. It was Florida, but it was fun. Nice. Honestly. Love so I'm it. actually, I'm less comfortable with a scope. Oh, interesting. Robert says, get a Spanish Mastiff, 230 pounds of lap dog that will kill wolves. I did read about those today. Yeah. I know there's yeah. several kinds of Mastiff, but there's yeah, like bull I, Mastiff. I, yeah. Tibetan. But... Tibetan's that crazy one that can get up to 240 pounds. And it's like, I've seen pictures of that thing attacking people. It's the, the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. Shit though, right? I'm not scared of a lot of dogs. I would be scared of that dog. Yes. Like, that dog weighs more than me. I mean, that's crazy. Like to get yeah. a real Tibetan Mastiff, isn't that a ton of money? It is. I mean... I'm looking at rescue sites. They there are Tibetan mastiffs on rescue sites. Um, oh, probably because some people get them and then they they grow up and then they can't handle them. Yep, that was basically them. the reason for almost every single one. Yeah, it's like this dog got way bigger than it was supposed to. Supposed to? Yeah. Well, a lot of people are lied to. You know, when they like buy a dog mm. from a un like not reputable breeder. Yeah. Um, they're like, yeah, I bred these two dogs together. Well, that could just be a lie. And so you'll end up getting a dog that is not the dog that you thought you got. Yeah. The bull Mastiff and the Shih Tzu, the bullshit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Right. Exactly. <laughs> I think that's like yeah. loosely a dumb and dumber reference, but that's the issue. Is feeding, the feeding them. No shit. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah i'm leaning as much I'm, as me yeah i'm leaning towards the great pyrenees because they're pretty calm but uh they're also herding dogs so they're they're like made to herd animals and they're made to protect goats and sheep mainly mm -hmm. so if you um, end up with but, livestock that'd be cool which exactly which is what we're going we're going to have yeah. livestock we're going to have goats eventually so um i'm leaning towards great pyrenees just because you know it's around 120 pounds it's not going to eat me out of house and home yeah um so yeah did you that's... pay attention then to the um who was the woman that did the um like goats cheese cultivation kind of a thing at oh yeah yeah. Kristen hammock yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That'd be i didn't cool. uh I didn't get to go visit her booth, but I interviewed her on the Free Georgia podcast, and oh, she's nice. great. Yeah, I need to watch very that knowledgeable. Too. That's a good one. Um, man, we we really ran away from the uh, Amazon topic. <laughs> no, sorry, well, <laughs> I forgot even on this. That's what happens is you go down rabbit holes and we start talking about stuff. Yeah, so Jared. So Jared's up there with you now, and he's not on stream. Jared's up here with me now, and he's not on stream because. Um, uh probably many reasons i'm just gonna say it's probably because he's um just embarrassed that you know just embarrassed about himself in general and just doesn't want to be on stream that makes yeah. all sense in the world he stole your laptop yeah. and he's going through all your uh, <laughs> secret information actually oh if he if he stole my fingerprint then he could get into my laptop so your fingerprints are probably all over your laptop i think we can figure it out oh shut your mouth don't give him <laughs> ideas He's not he's not that smart. Yeah, you take an old pencil and that. some sandpaper and you make graphite dust and some scotch tape. We can figure this out. Okay. Well, Grumpy Gnome, I I saw this earlier. According to Elon Musk, cis is now a slur. I saw that mm. tweet. Yeah. Which is hilarious. So we can loop this back into the ring doorbell thing of like someone claims you said something and then someone mm. else defines the thing that you said as bad you know what i mean like yeah this is why this is a problem in general yeah because what is a slur because a slur to one person is definitely not a slur to another person especially maybe these days but yeah i would think yeah i mean i don't i don't like i try to be respectful of people but like i don't want someone to just like listen into my house and hear something you know i yeah, don't know it's like, just the term so cracker wrong. Is like the term cracker a slur? I mean, technically it is, but like. So, and there's a good point. What if I was saying something about the food cracker? That's such a dumb you know, one. And they've heard it. <laughs> <laughs> that is a dumb one. But I mean, it's a decent point in general. Like, well, there was that one guy who got uh, ESPN. Um, somebody mentioned this the other day. And during uh, Jeremy Lin's run, because um, he, he made a just he's a massive basketball player for like two years mm -hmm. came out of nowhere started dominating the nba and this guy wrote an article for espn completely like innocently titled it a chink in the armor and jeremy oh. happened to be asian because he found a chink in the armor of the philadelphia 76ers and so he got fired immediately and mm. and apologized and like didn't even understand what he got fired for at first and then realized his mistake and like, or not even his mistake, just like the circumstance. So here's, um, here's a point. I, I honestly like kind of forgot that that was like a term. Cause like, it's not part of like my, like when you said it, I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. Kind of a thing. But I yeah. wouldn't stop and think about that if I was going to write that article. And this feels like it's 
punishing people that don't. I feel like you have editors that should be catching that. What's that? Yeah, you have editors that should be catching that. that. Oh, fair. Yeah. But I mean, that's more like uh, just a language thing and a context thing. And I don't know. That feels like a great thing. It's a common phrase. Like, I use that phrase. I use like, it a lot more all in the that time. Sense. <laughs> a chink in the armor or whatever. Like I am it's the only way that I use that word, but oh, so this is a term that was coined by a pedophile. He's like, let someone huh. else take the heat. Like <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. That is interestingly, Robert. I don't I love know it. about the, the origins of cis, but yeah, it's just like policing speech is maybe the stupidest thing that you can do. It's 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 impossible. It relies solely on your own perspective or bending to the perspective of other people. Um, like that, that's why freedom of speech is so daggum important. And getting offended yeah. by every little thing that people say is absurd anything, and makes anyway. you a weak person, creates a weak society. Um doesn't allow for anybody to have truthful discussions and we end up in like a situation where our culture is now which is everybody at each other's throats all the time yeah and everything going to crap <laughs> right yeah it just feeds into that i feel like a similar kind of a concern with this as i do like our the judicial system where mm. i feel like intent is not as often considered in the ruling of like a sentence for someone and in it's like in a couple of ways it is like with manslaughter versus murder, but by and large, it's really not considered. It's really just all about like this, the outcome. And I feel like in this case, like with the language intent is a lot of, is really truly maybe everything. And cause like if someone is like, comes in with like love and just says something and they're like, Hey, that bothered me, blah, blah, blah. We can have a talk about it, you know? But mm-hmm. if someone's being an asshole, I mean like truly just that's, you could, yell at someone that they are a turtle and it won't make any sense but it'll hurt more coming because someone means it than if someone accidentally said something offensive but like with love behind it do you know what i mean like yeah the word is even only so much of what the problem is and there's a big difference between someone that is like has love in their heart and is like just maybe just doesn't know a thing versus someone that is hateful Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's not getting because it's a gray area and we like these easy slap at the abacus over, like move something into one pile or the other thing. And the mm. word is easier to do that with because it's kind of literal or so we think until you get the word like chink where you got chink in the chain kind of a thing. And then it's like, well, our language, there's homonyms and synonyms and we have sometimes five different meanings for a word or whatever, which is what makes poetry and songwriting so fun. But also, what complicates this? I mean, is anyway. I don't know. I'm yeah. on a rant now. I'm coming down. But no, it's, please keep going. <laughs> it's just we're trying to make it simpler than it is, and I think a lot of it, the intent behind the word, means as much, if not more, than the word itself. Yes, hundred percent. What do you? Th- well, first of all, what do you think of younger people aren't bullied enough? Oh, I don't know about what's going on today. I was I've bullied like crazy in school, so. Yeah, if you couldn't I mean, guess, you know, but I like. Well, I think bullying. It's... I think there's a difference between bullying and like toughening somebody up. Like, I'm not a huge fan of just somebody being a douche for no reason. No. But I do, I do think that when those people exist, um, 
being able to handle it and learn from it and grow and like repair those scars in the future is is a good thing good skill to have um that way when life when life hits you and smacks you and like makes things really difficult for you you don't break down immediately yeah and maybe and maybe that also goes to like a lack of any sort of like say initiation ritual for anything mm. right and you can't even get away with it all that much anymore like uh you know in college i was in a fraternity like it was all basically football players and former football players like we all kind of joined this and it's like all right it's all you know it's it's been like that for years and you know there were like national rules against doing things that we were doing <laughs> of course right <laughs> mm-hmm. um but you know nothing about it was malicious nobody was uh there's the intent again yeah. Nothing was ever malicious. Nobody, it, it was never anything that put anyone in a situation to be hurt. It would be like, you know, well, since we got thrown off because of all this, I can, I can openly talk about it. Right. So, you know, basically we spent all some all semester telling all the pledges there that, uh, Hey, you have to pass this test and nobody's ever failed. And if you fail, you're going to screw everyone over because we're already on thin ice, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Fed them that story, you know, <laughs> You know, weekly dinners where they had to show up and they'd be grilled on questions and they'd have to know. And if they did things wrong, you know, you'd have mm-hmm. to do like a chore around the house or something around the, you know, to, to fix up on that. Um, basic things like that. Um, you know, there were sometimes like, you know, uh, t- maybe twice a semester in there, there'd be like a, a night where it would be like, you'd show up and we'd be, you'd be in the basement and we'd be screaming questions at you and, you know, nothing ever got physical, right? It was just like, um, it basically was just all, all on that. But it kind of built that, you know, this is serious. We're taking this serious, and uh, yeah, and like, and then, just, then of course, like, then of course, the night of the test comes and everyone fails, <laughs> 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 and and you know, it was it was set up like everything about it was scripted, like. Everyone was like shut into the bathroom on, on the third floor. Everything took place in the basement. So there were several floors of uh, of space so that you couldn't figure out what was going on. Phones were confiscated. <laughs> um, <laughs> you went down there and then we had everything down to like, you know, uh, you, you entered with a pillowcase on your head and everything from like mistiming, reaching to take it off. <laughs> you know, like you'd have someone who would, escort you down there they'd reach up to do it and everyone would go, oh you can't you know like you can't do that yet and you had to, <laughs> you had to, like it was scripted and then like we even had it scripted in between there because you'd have like someone playing the role of sergeant at arms and like you know one of the guys administering the test would start getting a little bit like being a dick mm. and you know being a little strict and you'd have one of the guys like we had pre-planned who in the audience behind them would like freak out and start screaming at the guy for being an asshole and get thrown out. <laughs> like It was all pre-planned and then they'd fail and then they'd get run out of the house where a car would just happen to be waiting for them. Like it got, it got, it would get to the point where, uh, so then, it, you know, you'd be taken off and, you know, kind of kept separate while everyone else went through it. Uh, generally you'd get drunk. We had people who would get on, we had people in my year who got on computers, who like found computers and like immediately started filling out transfer applications. Jeez. <laughs> and then yeah, that's I a came, lot. Back, came back, everyone was sat in the basement and then, uh, 
And then I sat it like, you know, we acted like we were sitting them all next to each other, but everyone was sitting between them. And so we'd be like, oh, someone failed and then stand up and they'd stand up and they'd feel you still sitting next to them. <laughs> and then the <laughs> lights would like come on a, and they'd a social yeah. experiment, honestly. Seriously. Oh, Oh, it was like yeah. And then, then they all an experiment. And then, yeah, like, yeah. All be, then everyone would be quite confused, and then they'd realize what happened, and then everyone would, you know. See, this is why celebrate I, until like I chose three, not to do know, anything like this or whatever. But yeah, but no. If you, you joined a fraternity at SCAD, you were a loser. Oh, like, I don't even yeah. know what they were at SCAD. Like I was no, never I don't, even look into it. But do they even? I, I never looked. I don't even know. I have no idea, huh? but I'm sure you this were a loser if you joined one. This was one of those things where like. Well, it, like I said, it was all football players, right? Like everyone, everyone on the football team, like, eh, we join this and we do this and we hang out together and yeah, we well, just kind of do like, it officially. <laughs> like the whole bullying thing, I, I I just don't care for bullies. I think that the the like the the idea of toughening somebody up is very valuable, especially a kid, and I think that's yeah. the role of the parents, especially the father. Um, like doing really difficult things, doing things where the kid fails and like building up their confidence and helping them learn that it's okay to fail, do it again. Like just getting tougher when you're young should be the role of like, should be implemented by the parents. Um, like the, not, uh, not some douchebag kid at school. The acronym for fail, the like first attempt in learning or whatever, like oh, as a, nice. a way to I've never heard that. Yeah, like I, there's a designer, Christo, that talks about this all the time. But um, as a way to like get your mind around the um, the concept of like failing being actually not a negative thing, but a necessary part of perfecting something. It's yeah. it's a step, and we we tend to try to avoid it. And the people that are have mastered a thing are like, no, go ahead and go fail. Like that's step one. Like fail ten times, whatever. Like, um, yes. And I agree with the concept of like. Thickening skin and toughening up, but not bullying because that's purely malicious. And again, I'm not for things that are just the intent being to harm, truly just to harm or to put down. And 100%. I was going to say that my um, I've been talking about this a little bit because um, my nephew is being homeschooled. And so we've kind of had that like just conversation in, in our minds of like, you know, what how necessary school is or isn't or whatever. And um, looking back at my own life and how it was really hard sometimes, but I think it helped socialize me. I think like if it weren't for school, I don't know, I'm, I, you know, how different would we be? And it's hard to know, but the conversation is interesting around the idea. Yeah, for sure. And like, uh, I don't know, one of the best examples that I've seen in like public, we'll get to the kids aren't allowed to fail in a second. Um, like Elon Musk. Okay, on camera, he was being interviewed by a guy um, who I guess follows him around quite a bit, or he wasn't being interviewed. He was just being talked to while Elon was talking about his rocket that he was building. And he was like showing it, showing it to him. And he was like telling him all the details. And the, this guy who's just basically a YouTuber, like he basically just has a YouTube channel where he talks about SpaceX and stuff like this. And he points, he says one thing that says, wouldn't it be better if it was like this? And you see Elon Musk sit there for a second, think, realize that he had failed in that moment and said, yes, you're right. 
we're going to change that before the next launch. They changed wow. it before the next launch. It worked and it was a success. That's and like, cool. Th that kind of thing doesn't happen. Like they, they already spent hundreds of thousands of dollars designing it the way, it, well, you know, millions of dollars designing it the way it was. Mm -hmm. And he realized that that particular design was a failure because of one thing this guy said and was able to admit it in the moment. And that is the, cool. maybe the most successful man on earth. <laughs> like, I mean, it could be argued. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say that who was it that said a comment about, yeah, about a, like allowed to fail and things like that. So um, there's a difference between like, so failing and like, I'm not trying to say like encouraging people to just fail. Like I'm, I'm, I'm saying it's like <laughs> a step in mastering something, but if you never recognize what is a failure, like you mm -hmm. can tell someone good job on this, that, or the other, but here's this, that, and the other that needs work. That's part of trying to, this is like, you know, assessing whether something is working or not. It's a really important step in getting better, you know? And when we do the whole, like, I'm not a fan of the whole, you know, trophy thing or, or what the, you know, everyone gets the same level of trophy thing and all of that stuff. And, you know, when someone fails or makes a really shitty science fair project or whatever, and then just be like, good job, you get an A. Like, I, you know, this isn't helpful in, in any way, really. But right. so recognizing failure, but not overlooking failure. You know what I mean? Like the difference between... Well, there's a really balance being in it. Yeah. But then, right. And I'm not trying to like rub someone's nose in it either because the goal is to get better, you know? Yeah. And exactly. especially with kids, if you're encouraging kids to do something, if you just come at them all strong and old school and just like, oh, this sucks because of this, that, and the other, and you don't have a mix of encouragement, then they might get discouraged right there and never go on and mm -hmm. um, not get better. Did you see the movie Whiplash? Yes. So, Okay. Good. I'm glad someone knows what I'm talking about. When he's talking about another movie, I forget yeah, it. yeah, 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 yeah. I don't. I forget if he's talking about like Buddy Rich or who it was. Um, but he was saying that some like old school drummer or whatever was, you know, had like a tough, you know, instructor or whatever, and like pushed him really hard. And he's like, but if he didn't, you know, who would he be? You know, he wouldn't be as good. And if you push someone too hard, then they might quit. Kind of thing. There's this balance. We've yeah. talked about this before with other things, the friction point. Mm -hmm. um, Maynard, uh, the you know singer of Tool, but he does wine now. He talks about this with growing grapes. Hmm. If they grow too easily, if you give them everything they, quote, need, if you just overwater them, they get really plump and they get juicy and they get sugary, but they don't develop any character because they don't struggle and the roots don't go deeper into the soil and they don't pull the terroir like the soil you know minerality mm -hmm. and the character and the skins don't get literally thicker skins they don't develop and you don't get that tannic quality and so everything just tastes kind of like two-dimensional and flabby and sweet and you can make tons of stupid you know olive garden level wine out of it and if that's your goal then that's fine and you know but if you want to make really good wine you got to let the grape hang in the balance of life and death that like friction point between like too much and the plant dies you know or not enough depending on how you look at it you know anyway the i love point, yeah the friction point of like the tension if you're building a cello neck and if you stretch it too much it'll snap if you don't stretch it enough it won't have the vibration the actual quality from the tension to make the notes be as good like anyway yeah and like that like 
for uh, kids and parents, like that's something that the parent has to learn. What is that stress point of, of my kid? You know, and like each they, kid's different. That's a good point. And each yeah. kid is different. So every single kid is going to be completely different on how they handle what you're presenting to them. And so like, um, that's a good point. Learning where that stress point is and where, you know, the point where they're going to break or the point where it's not going to be enough is, is something you have to learn, um, while they're yeah. learning like that, that's such a hard thing. And that's, that's why I don't know. Uh, yeah, this whole tr everybody gets a trophy crap is yeah. just the worst way to to teach kids that there are consequences in life, and like it it yeah. it makes it to where there are just lazy. It's lazy parenting, and it's lazy. It's it's just a lazy way to bring up kids. It's like you're not preparing them at all for anything. You don't want to do the work. You don't want to feel the pain that comes with teaching a kid what is good and what is bad, what's right, what's wrong, like where failure is like, it's all on the parents. Like it's not the kid's fault. It's, you know, and culturally I, you kind of have nuts. like a pendulum swing. Like when you had like, I don't know, 70 years ago or something, pick a number, things might've been a little too cold and old school and rough and detached. And then the pendulum kind of swings this way and it's like, yeah. okay, now it's a little too, you know, forgiving and gentle <laughs> and whatever. And I think that we, as a culture, we kind of tend to do, you know, the, we played darts together like a bunch of times back in the day, you know, the yeah. third dart phenomenon where you go, you go a little high, you go a little low and then you go bullseye. It's the third one. Like it's got a pendulum <laughs> between the two and then you get it. I feel like eventually maybe we'll get here, but we, I think certain things kind of, this is political too with like the left and the right leaning politic pendulum where mm. it's like, Oh, we go too far this way. And then it's like, Oh, I'll go all the way back. And yep. I think we're trying to find that middle, you know, that friction point, whatever the like, or like trying to get into first gear, you know, and mm -hmm. get that like friction point there. Um, but if you have, you know, entities that are trying to prolong just the pendulum swing and just kind of keep fanning the flames and keep, you know, through media and whatever else, then you can really perpetuate their pendulum swing. And we as humans, I think if we're not like hyper aware of our own, you know, behavior, we'll just fall prey to the, you know, back and forth, like a big tennis match. And you can look in micro and kind of macro examples of this. But I think parenting is one that I think we're kind of at a full tilt pendulum swing over. And if you look at um, even just politics, it's like, oh, now we're going to war again. And it's like, but now it's the, it's swinging to the, now it's like the blue thing, even though in 20 years ago, it was like red, but it's like, it's still war. Like it, you know, and we've talked about this, of course, a bunch, <laughs> but trying to observe the machinery and then mm. you're being manipulated and trying to find the underlying reasons why, you know, you're going to war and who it serves. Anyway, you could you could bring the same philosophy to from parenting and schooling yeah. and things like that into politics and that it's a human phenomenon and that if someone understands this, they can master it within themselves. But if you don't understand it and someone else understands it, then they can manipulate you. <laughs> anyway. Gen X was a bullseye. Then we just closed our eyes and threw. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. That's a good one, Grumpy. That's I love it. Funny. Yeah, that is fantastic. Um, yeah, I. 
completely right. I'm not going to rant about this anymore, but uh, yeah. That, I ranted enough rant for It's one of my favorite it. things, Robert. One of my favorite quotes. Hard times make oh, good yeah. men. Good men make soft times. Soft times make soft men. Soft men make, make hard, hard times. times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There, there are some other, there's some other phraseology of that, but uh, yeah, mm -hmm. that is. Yeah, we're in, we're in the soft men making hard times portion of the cycle. So. Yes, we are. What's what's that cycle thing? The the four, four cycles or whatever. What's the uh, there's a term for it, um, in a book. Someone was four, on Rogan. The turning, right? Talking about it. Fourth I turning. Don't remember the fourth turning. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah, that is that's that's an interesting read. Um, uh, it's some very interesting that. stuff. We're definitely in it. Oh yeah, um, and it's it's like clockwork. It, it like it happens. It's what every eighty years um, you go through all four cycles. And this is um, not a new phenomenon. If you look at a lot of these cycles, like Plato yep. even talked about these different things and like political cycles, and that you get like he talked about um, like through freedom you eventually get people that are elected that then people choose something more like totalitarian right through freedom or at least you know the illusion of it or whatever but and right. then it starts the cycle over it's just i don't know anyway i think that we're kind of in that so, sort of arc go ahead nick uh to tie together uh some stories and uh Watch this. Uh, watch this segue. Right. So uh, we were talking <laughs> about lack of consequences and uh, stuff like that. So um, this kind of just in. Uh, there's some speculation that uh, the this submersible, the yeah. Navy apparently detected the implosion on it when it happened, and they've been stringing us along, and they waited for this Hunter Biden shit to come out mm. before they finally. <laughs> Are now saying, yeah, we heard about it. We heard this days ago happen. Yeah, it's all and we, timing. We, and we still activated the full response and everything else. That way we could once again distract uh, from everything yeah, so else just... going on. Which, speaking of the Hunter Biden uh, charges. Yeah. I, mean, I haven't looked into any of this stuff. So, like, I, I barely, I barely knew about the submersible until this morning. So, <laughs> uh, well, I was watching it here and there at work. I'd, I was watching to see what happened. I mean, I figured they were, they were dead from the start. Um, you don't go down that deep and disappear with, with much hope. And uh, no, absolutely well, at not. Least it happened. No. At least it happened quick this way. Oh wait! <laughs> right? Oh wait! Hey, <laughs> the chair of LP Georgia joined in. Good to meet you, man. Why yeah, are you in the house and Jake's in a van? Um, <laughs> that's how it worked out, man. It's, it's one of the uh, best to be in the chair, man. That's right. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, welcome in, Jared. You're coming in for the tail end of the show. <laughs> that's good. Just in time. Yeah. So yeah. we're about to talk submarine and then Hunter Biden and Bunter Hyden. So. And those will be our last two topics because, because they're they're now connected with each other. Oh, uh, are they? If you missed that, yeah. So the news coming in is that uh, the navy the navy's uh, special listening devices detected the submarine imploding when it happened, their and they knew it imploded. Yeah. yeah, the ring doorbell caught it, and uh, they knew about it, but they sat on it and waited for this Hunter Biden stuff to come out when they. Could then use this story to distract from that because everyone's like, "Oh, what's happening with the submarine? Are they, you know, did they 
they die instantly in an implosion or are they slowly dying from a combination of hypothermia and suffocation at the bottom of the ocean? And uh, well, well first of all, quick. let's talk about the submersible real quick because the idea of piloting a submers submersible down to the Titanic with a PS3 controller is about the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. I mean, if yeah. I was going to do it, that's what I would want, but. <laughs> Like, That's what I'm familiar with. What what bunch of absurdly rich idiots got on board this thing? Well, does it, said, does it yeah, make you feel better it. if it was a joystick? <laughs> yeah. See, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, it at least seems professional. You know what I mean? Even if it, it was like PS3. Even though like it's the same thing. Like it, it's still like it's a device that goes. I want something, yeah. something hardwired to the dadgum deal. I don't want okay, any PS2 latency with... Yeah, I don't want any latency with a that with with a with a Bluetooth technology. I don't I want that, that. Dis, that unstable connection to just disappear. I they have they have two backups supposedly, but who cares? Also, how did you not know this thing was going to implode when it went down to look at the Titanic? You like what are you doing? I don't understand it. It went through no certifications from any any third party organization. Idiots. World libertarians want. Have we? Have we considered that this is another 1912 Titanic kind of thing? Just a just a repeat of the first one. You get some really rich people who are opposing <laughs> things that you don't like. Have we? Is that and send them down in the? That's I mean yeah. that's cruelly ironic. Yeah. And were, how were, were any of these people like, like against the status quo? That's what I'm curious about. I would like to know if this is another. Oh yeah, you guys are really rich. And you oppose the Federal Reserve, mm -hmm. and we're just going to send you on a beautiful, wonderful vacation. Certain people get off the the submarine. <laughs> <laughs> Who had a ticket to go on it and then cancel that week? You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, that kind of thing. Which Rockefeller? They paid, I mean, yeah, they yeah, paid a quarter million dollars to go down on it. So, quarter million, wow. nothing to it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's nuts. Like that whole story is ridiculous. Don't do that. Don't well, do that. and so there's the story. There's the the elements that we're talking about of it. Then there's the timing of it, knowing it, withholding it. Then there's the media and like the connections that whoever does know all of this has with how we learn about this. And I was just watching an interview. Did we talk about this last week or or I don't know if I've said this yet, but I was just watching an interview with an ex CIA agent um, on the like. Vietnam War stuff, and he was saying Those basically the tactics. Well, exactly though, right? But um, he was basically saying the tactics that they had. This was, you know, in I don't know, fifty years ago. But he was saying that basically how they got information out that they wanted out that was falsified, but that they needed out to basically propagandize a war effort or whatever. They would sandwich it as an anonymous tip, you know between two trues and then get the, you know, this is openly, they're admitting this in 19, I don't know, 70 or whatever. And wh why would we think that we're doing anything different now? You know, it's even, I think even worse now. Um, okay. And this so anyway, that's how we're learning about it. It's 2023. They stopped. Come on. Mm. We've stopped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's an interesting thought too. There may have been no one on it. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's an interesting That's thought. even more just depressing. Like we just made the whole thing up. Literally, well, the whole thing is made up. I mean, CIA. Bubble Boy. 
you know the same thing happened with that or balloon boy that's what it was balloon what's boy. that one the one the balloon that uh like hot air balloon that uh escaped um it was, was in like 2007 ish it escaped the balloon oh scene. i remember yeah. that story and somebody yeah, said my kid is in that story. balloon my kid is in that balloon and it's not a normal hot air balloon it actually like moves at a rapid pace hmm. and so everybody for about i don't know 12 hours thought there was a kid in this balloon turns out there mm -hmm. wasn't it was a hoax and so much money was spent trying to get that balloon down safely because oh there was God. a kid in it when they could have just popped it. it yeah, yeah. Wow. so those people got arrested obviously. oh yeah yeah have you yeah. heard of uh hey, is it i think it's called hey, northwoods put my what, screen man? up real quick oh boy share my screen uh, real quick i don't know if i want to <laughs> i don't it? trust you Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems about right. <laughs> all right, that's all. That's my favorite template, I think. Probably. I think the come on do a war with Raytheon, that has to be like top notch. Come on, do a war. <laughs> do a war. Oh man. All right, so let's let's talk about the Hunter Biden stuff real quick. Nick, what is it about? What are, what are they hiding? What's going on here? What are the charges? Yeah, so, um, well, Hunter Biden's, you know, well, we all know what he's been up to, um, using daddy's name, and he's been out there uh, ever since the good son died, um, you know, doing all the, the shady business deals, ending up on boards of uh, energy companies in Ukraine and uh china and all these other places whatever uh sketchy people um and apparently there's some stuff where he's cutting deals and threatening people you know kind of you know being a hard ass in some business deals with his while saying his dad's in the room with him right now and blah 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 you guys better do what i say and, and anyway um you know noted crack addict uh hunter biden uh lied on his four uh it's what the the 4473 is the is the gun form right i believe that's the number his the gun form that you fill out every time you buy a gun um okay well, one of the questions on there is uh are you a habitual user of any illegal substances so like if you're technically if you smoke weed you're and you buy a gun and you say no i don't you're technically committing uh perjury right, right. now it's generally overlooked because you know um yeah is this so like a state law versus federal law kind of a, well this is all federal this is all federal right this but that's what i mean but if your law. state has like legal weed then federal law supersedes that or whatever right so like the yeah. feds aren't cracking down on the weed in states but like it started coming out again that like they're gonna but they're cracking down on people with uh with cards with medical marijuana cards mm -hmm. and who Jeez. are trying to buy guns and because they've already said you can't do that and blah 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 so uh, it's a headache, but yeah. So noted crack addict Hunter Biden. Uh, crack Hilarious addict. too that you can drink as much whiskey as you want, and you are far more likely to shoot someone when you're drunk. <laughs> I know it's, it's absurd, right? But um, it's absurd. But yeah, so Hunter Biden, um, as much as he's public about taking pictures of him smoking crack with prostitutes, um, you know, also caught do ditching <laughs> a gun. He, he like ditched a gun in a dumpster by a 
elementary school or something. Jeez. By an elementary school, that's classic. Yeah, it was it was something ridiculous, and like they were like ignoring it for a while there, but uh, you know, I think they had to do something. So, yeah, like Robert says here, they they, they charged him with like two counts of uh, tax evasion, but like misdemeanor tax evasion, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then the firearm. There are individuals. I don't think he's not a convicted felon. It was. Yeah, he, Robert said as a felon. I don't believe he's a felon. Uh, he was. It was because he would lied on that form because it was by gotcha. an unauthorized person because he lied on that form because he's a known crack addict. Right, taking pictures of himself smoking crack with prostitutes and posted it. Perfect. And so, uh, so yeah, he. Uh, so yeah, so I think that pled that got charged as a felony, but. Um, it's going through whatever process that is, um, where like, I don't think he's technically pleading it. And they're like, it's like a diversion thing. It's a diversion process. So like, basically I think it's like, if you complete whatever this or that, and they end up just like dropping it. Mm. So basically like, it's as big of a slap on a wrist as you're going to get in the federal court system where they basically, you know, which exists to like, try to fuck you over. Right. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the whole purpose of it. Like, I'm going to dig up every little weird law we ever have, and I'm going to throw as many years at you as possible so I can be Mr. Good Prosecutor and, you know, move on up. Interesting. First offender program, according to Robert. <laughs> yeah, definitely a first offender. Well, I don't know. Like, maybe they were holding on to like, maybe the Navy was holding on to the information just in case something were to happen. Did they know that this was going to get, this was going to happen like today or soon or whatever. Like, I'm not, I'm not always convinced that. Well, it's not like they knew it was going to, well, all they had to do is like, Hey, we know this is coming. Oh, look, this is happening. Let's, uh, let's just, focus attention on this a little bit since that's happening right now at the same time as this right it's not hard i mean you know project mockingbird was a thing and basically still is Mm. right mr anderson cooper cia intern (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah it is interesting i mean like i didn't know about i i actually knew more about the hunter biden thing than i did the sub thing until today so like they're not doing the greatest job of distracting people. Yeah, like but... Robert says, they, 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 yeah, they have acoustic sensors all up and down the coast. Like they knew exactly what happened when it did. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's. Wow. So, uh, so you, you know, you still mobilize a rescue or something, but you know, them putting out the releases like they did, it probably came down. I play this up a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Right. Like get people invested in the story that they might be trying to do the deepest, you know, submarine rescue of all time when they knew from the start that everyone was dead. And honestly, kind of luckily for the people that were in the sub, it was instant and not, you know. If the walls yeah. are punctured, I mean it's the pressure is so much down there that it's just gonna be, Oh yeah. Yeah. It's over. It's, no. Yeah, I mean that's I believe instant it. flattening. Yeah. I don't even know what kind of like can we even call this a rescue? It's really just a recovery operation at that point. Like, yeah. Well, now, but I doubt they're going to even try to pull anything up. No, no. Which you know is a, a good way to fake your death. <laughs> yes. Well, and then that's 
fair too if we to circle back to the theory that there may be no one on it or whatever if yeah. there's like oh well we're not gonna bring it up and you know yeah that that makes it even more suspicious if we don't get eyes down there to go see it i'm that that makes it really suspicious considering mm. this if i was this company i would do whatever i could to get eyes on it to see what happened and to get closure for the people to who are mourning those people to, like yeah yeah you you can't just leave it down there if they leave it down there then i'm way more suspicious way i more agree suspicious. just in general yeah just in in principle here wow when it imploded the walls came in faster than nerve conduction wow dang that sounds that is nuts that i don't even fast. know how fast that is but it sounds <laughs> almost yeah yeah I mean, well it, let's call it a night Sure. Yeah, it's basically got a mountain lion to wrestle. Yeah. Like I, punch in the face. Yeah, I've got to go do mountain things. Um, also, just incredibly unprepared since uh, Jared drove off with my backpack. It was great. Oh, man. <laughs> I uh, I got back and I was like, man, I wonder if he needed this. And, uh, I, I was like, yeah. I'll take it inside. It's good. But, uh, you know, it's fine. <laughs> I'm sure he meant to do that. But <laughs> Yeah, no, I had my computer with all my stuff on there, trivia, all that stuff. So, yeah, <laughs> it's it great. Um, well, y'all, thank y'all for watching. Thank y'all for listening. Sorry, this is a short episode. Good night, Grumpy Gnome. Good night, Robert. Thank y'all for watching and commenting and engaging. We really appreciate it. If anybody, you know, finds this entertaining, wants to come on the show, um, reach out to me at podcast at lpgeorgia.com you can also go to our website lpgeorgia.com um, to learn all about libertarian party of georgia and we urge you to join the libertarian party of georgia and help spread liberty throughout throughout our state so um that'll be it for tonight jared do we have anything to promote that you want to talk about real quick before we go uh you caught me off guard banishbigbrother.com Always want to be going after that. If you go to banishbigbrother.com, you will find uh, tons of information on the surveillance state that is coming down the pike uh, and basically fighting it at the local level. So that's my big push. Uh, we're pushing it in several counties in Georgia right now. We have several of our affiliates really getting on board with it. Uh, so banishbigbrother.com. Dot com get your ebook learn how to fight surveillance at the local level and uh it'll be a great time it's actually really awesome. appropriate we we're talking about ring doorbells today so correct yeah yeah don't it's let them perfect. listen in my friends yeah it is it is elizabeth's project robert yes. all right well that'll do it for us i appreciate everybody for watching uh, make sure to tune in to free georgia podcast uh monday nights for video tuesday mornings for audio um, and come back next week for some more Liberty Libations. We'll see you then. Peace. Yeah.